had a dream last night that we were all here together on this podcast video thingy on YouTube. And I had each of you help me pick a card. So the beard, I want you to uh, pick a suit like hearts, clubs, spades, diamonds. Okay. What is it? What'd you pick? Oh, I'm supposed to tell you? Yeah. Okay. Diamonds. Diamonds. I mean, so see friend. Doesn't matter. This deck of cards is here. So diamonds, great. My favorite type of suit is a three-piece suit, but diamonds is great. Uh, <laughs> and uh, dimples, what's your favorite uh, number? Or it can be a face card. I'm not trying to force anything. Like seven. Only- okay, seven. Um, do you guys want to stick with that? A seven of diamonds that you chose together. There's no way you would have known I was going to ask for that. Do you want to change anything? It's totally up to you. No, I'm good. I'm good. Great. I like it when men know what they want. Perfect. Yes. Very um, so rare. Not often. In in my dream, I dreamed of of that, actually. I'm saying I like it so much. I dreamed about it. And what I did is I took the card that you thought of when I woke up this morning and I put it in this deck facing the opposite direction of all the other cards in preparation for this moment hmm. when I could prove to you that I can tell the future. So if I really can tell the future, that would mean that your card is facing the opposite direction in this deck. Do you uh-uh. want to? No way. No way. You want to see? Yeah. Okay, so tell me, but first, and then I do this in virtual all the time. Uh, I say, okay, you have to scream when you see a card facing the opposite direction, okay? Yeah. <laughs> got it, it's, got it. Here? Nope, back up. Here? Over here? Is it right. over here? Nope. nope, too far. No, it's in the, no, I'm just, right I'm just so screwing with you. <laughs> it's this one? It's, it's that one. Well, it's this one. What do you say? Seven of Seven diamonds. diamonds. Welcome, fellow lushes. Come on in, pull up a bar stool, and enjoy some cocktails with dimples and the beard. To be fair, I'm old and drinking. I don't remember everything. But you know what I do remember? No. Open the tavern. Open the tavern. Whoop, whoop. The tavern is now open. Open. Oh. I wonder if anybody's ever seen. Oh, no, we didn't put the video out, just the audio. In the audio, you can't tell that we're pointing. Through so, a lot of it? What? Are the early ones? No, the one that we did for our, you know, for our people. Our people. Um <laughs> <laughs> yeah those are sound effects yeah those, those are, are high tech sound those effects. are just a sound effect anyway welcome back to a magical episode of cocktails with dimples in the beard matt i already said magical i've been but that was that one that magical isn't gonna uh, magical make it on what no that, no no, that no, was no before the light no what i meant is the past, past few episodes i've been saying welcome back to the da 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 whatever edition this time i i was should have said magical edition but i said magical edition before anyway welcome back we uh are drinking magical drinks they're magically delicious in a magical studio so they're lucky no that look lucky charms mm-hmm. it's a lucky charm drink they're magically delicious i should know that it is not but it is well i guess maybe we'll find out in the morning because it, it's a it's a painkiller so any pains? Do you have any pains right now? I always have pains. I'm 50 now. Okay. So that's right. Yeah. 
So give it uh, give it a couple of drinks and see if the pain goes away. I'm guessing if you had like three or four of these, a lot of pain would be gone. But the next morning, you're probably going to wake with, up with some pain. With a name, I expected a lot more booze to be in it. Usually they give those That's names true. to the ones that are like black rum, <laughs> coconut rum. And then Vodka. splash of orange juice. And then a splash of orange on top. Yeah. So now this one is a little deceiving, but it's dark rum, right? It is dark rum. You can taste it, but it's, uh, it's good. It is tasty. I'm telling you, it's the nutmeg. I'm glad you put the megs from your nuts. I did. You know, one of those cheese graters. What is nutmeg? Nutmeg. That is just, is that like scraping the nuts? It is. Mm. My nuts. I mean, this is the organic kind. Let's not come right from it. Let's not do that to this episode. <laughs> she's going to be. She's a little more family friendly. We don't want. Yeah, she is. That that's true. Episode. That's true. So ignore my shirt. Don't Google my shirt. <laughs> don't Google my shirt. Whatever you do, don't Google my shirt and put the meaning of this in the comments. <laughs> <sighs> you, It's just blocked off. All it says is Oprah. Oprah. I'm a big He's fan. He's a big fan of Oprah. Big fan. You know why? Because you get a t-shirt. You, you get, get a t-shirt. You get a t-shirt. Yeah. Speaking of t-shirts, all you t-shirt makers out there, I want to get to that. you want cool you want cool guys to wear your shirt on a podcast? Ooh, We're your guys. Yeah, there you go. We love t-shirts. We want to wear some. I uh I'm sick of buying them. <laughs> so has anybody noticed that we don't like to wear the same one twice? No. And is there Obviously, I wore the Boston shirt because our guest is from is she? California. <laughs> well, did they move Boston? <laughs> no, I just there, there's no correlation. I just grabbed it. Uh, I, I, you know, yeah, I, I haven't worn that one. And then it, it hit me after we were talking. Well, I went through my closet tonight <laughs> and went anything to do with magic, magic, magic. I did too. I, did too. I really did. I had a. I had the Icarus Bell shirt with the rabbit skull. I thought, well, a rabbit, I could do that. Yeah. But speaking of Icarus Bell, do you see their, their 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 parties coming up? The release party's coming up. Didn't re- did did we get a date? Did it give a date? Yeah, they originally said it was going to be in January, and now it's going to be December fourteenth. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we'll have to talk about that. Um, I did the same thing. I don't think I we've my... officially been invited yet. <laughs> well, we could we could just show the video when we walk we... up the door. Look, we were invited. They told us to invite us, and I thought you were invited if you sponsored. Uh, yeah, I think so. Like an auto. I don't know that we're still doing that. They're I... still doing that? No, I don't know that we are because I don't know what card I was using to pay that, and I've gotten rid of a lot of them, so I think we're not doing that anymore. So, oh, the continuous sponsor. Yeah. So maybe we'll get listed. Don't say that. Maybe we won't. Of course we are. But maybe we got to, um, regardless, maybe we got to re look at that. We got a personal invite that from after. Al when he was on the podcast. That's true. That's true. And both. So, yeah. So, and I have, no, I'm not going to learn it. So I did the same thing. I was going through my t shirts and I saw the words as I was going through one. I think it said, you can trick us, something like that. Oh. And I went, oh, but, but it was Gags the Clown. And I went, well, she's not a clown. Well, she, she went to tricks. She went to clown college. Yeah. And then I said, well, let's save that for October. Possibly. 
And then I grab Boston because that reflects. So anyways, yes. <laughs> you can't see that it says Boston. You can't. You just look so like a record album. Mine, you can tell that it says Oprah. Uh, Oops. Because Oprah is a is a sponsor of the show. <laughs> That's a good point. She likes to give away free shit. Oprah. She doesn't give away nothing free. Why don't you sponsor? They give it to her free and she gives it away. Okay, well, so be it. But still, why don't you sponsor this little podcast? Because she's. That's a good cocktail. I got nothing. Oh, there's a chunk of coconut. Right there. Right there. That was a chunk of coconut right there. Right in my mouth. Use coconut cream of coconut. We were supposed to. But I got coconut cream. Yeah. That's okay. What what is happening? What are you trying to do? I'm trying to get this so you don't have to do it during the episode. Mm. Sucker down. Wait, wait, wait. Mm. Boom, right. now we're done. Now we're done. Now it's gone. Gone, gone, gone. gone. All right, out of here. So anyways, there you go. There's our um prepared for our magical desk. So this is our, again, another first. Another first on the episode. Yep. An actual magician. First redhead. Oh. <laughs> magician. Well, it, and first redhead. First. No, I think we've had magician redhead and before. the first redhead magician. No, I think we've had redhead we've had a redhead before. before. Yeah, right. So it's the first redhead magician and first magician. First magician. So if we have another magician, we can say you're the first magician if you're not a redhead. No. Still be the second magician. Well, she's first redhead magician. Okay. Anyway. She'll be the the next person will be the first brunette. First brunette, yeah, that's too many. That's too many. Yeah, filters. All right. Uh, well, you know what? In the meantime, while we're bullshitting, you're saying what the we're sick of these guys. Why don't you give us a like, subscribe, share, and leave a comment, which helps us immensely. Talk to us. Tell us about our um, meaning of the shirt. Tell us how magical we are. And uh, we better not leave. Let lead, pretty lady waiting. A pretty magician waiting. She'll make you disappear. She will. So without further ado, magical Katrina. <laughs> Hi. How are you? Good. Good. How are you guys? We are doing very good. Phenomenal. Thank, thank you for joining us. Magical Katrina. We got, we were just saying you are, we've done a hundred and some odd episodes of this and you are our first magician. So excited for that. And uh, yeah, I, I think I, I think I stumbled upon you from um, Chapel Rowan's videos. I think the first place that I, that I saw you and, uh, and started following you and, and was, uh, dazzled by the magic so i'm like let's see if we can get a magician to talk to so we appreciate you coming on very cool well thanks for having me yeah so for as long as i mention it first question how'd you get involved you in, in chapel's music video <laughs> oh yeah so they reached out to me to do chapel Run's music video uh just on my website and oh. um it was kind of funny because they were like yeah we're like doing a little music video and um it's kind of like an independent thing and like usually those don't have budgets and they're not really artists I care about. So it's kind of like, okay, like <laughs> what's this going to be? I'm going to give them my day rate and they're going to be like, never mind, bye. Um, and I didn't, and at, they were like, it's for a music video called Red Wine Supernova. And I was like, I don't know what that is. Like, okay. Um, and then like I got off the phone and I like uh, looked up the artists. They said like, yeah, we're in this music video. And they were for Chapel Row. And like they responded to my quote. And um, I like looked up the name and I was like, oh, wait, is she the person who does Pink Pony Club? <laughs> and I was like, holy crap, I love that song so much. That was like my 
personal anthem of summer of 2020. Like that's awesome. I, I was like, oh my gosh. So, um, but I'd already like quoted them my day rate, which yeah. was high. I would have done it for free, but actually it's good because <laughs> they were just like, cool, we'll book you at that rate and uh we're excited to have you. That's so awesome. I was like, oh. Wow. So it kind of worked out. I'm, I'm actually kind of glad I didn't know who it was because I would have been like, I'll do it for trade. Like, I just love her. Um, yeah, right. She ended up just like hiring me and um, also taking care of me. And it was great. Um, but I met with the producers and everyone on Zoom beforehand. And they were like, yeah, we're kind of like wanting to do a Dita Von Teese kind of mixed with like magic. And I, and I, I thought like, that's literally me like my whole house is full of like vintage glamorous stuff I have all three of Dita Von Teese's books like signed by her nice and I love magic and I literally have like a mood board or like not a mood board I don't know I, I don't believe in like the thing of just the secret imagine things and they'll happen but I have a board that you can look at when you wake up and I know it's inspiring and I have some photos of Dita Von Teese and like um you know big magic things and just combos of steps was like wow this is like exactly up my alley and they were just so amazed to have found me I guess they also auditioned like um people that weren't magicians but were just like you know pinup girls or burlesque girls and they're like well we'll have to teach them magic and get a magic consultant so they originally contacted me I think about magic consulting and then they they thought oh you're perfect for both you could magic consult and be the magician yeah um, yeah out. <laughs> wow like a triple whammy there yeah and I feel like Chapel has really kind of blown up since that video came out too. Now she's like touring with Olivia Rodrigo, and I mean, <laughs> yeah, I I'm embarrassed. I don't know who Olivia Rodrigo is. Oh, that's... Did she a vampire song. Yeah, there yep. you go. Okay, okay, that's big on TikTok. Yeah. It keeps yeah, me the recommended. The only reason I know that is because I have a young daughter who likes her. So <laughs> otherwise, I wouldn't have known who she yeah, was I know either. That. I know that song. I just um, wow, that's huge. And yeah, yeah she's like Amazon. Amazon recommended yeah. artist. I don't know. I have a terrible memory, but yeah, it's been really awesome to see her journey. Yeah. She was so sweet. Everyone on set was so nice and respectful and um, it was really great. It was, everyone was great. Awesome. Going into it. Did they, did they say, this is what you want to, to do? Or do they say, can you recommend certain tricks for the video or were pre yeah, so I guess it Well, when I magic consult, cause I do it a lot. Like I also do, Right now I'm working with like a hair care company to make TikToks with their products. So that kind of involves them just sending me a bunch of bottles of their hair care product and me, you know, destroying some of them, adding magnets to them, tape, figuring out how to turn them into magical things, you know, like coming up with tricks. Um, in this case, we had a really short timeline. I think it was like a couple weeks, one week, like not even enough for me to order something from a magic website and have it delivered in time for the, wow. it was like Monday. And then we shot that following saturday oh, i think wow. something really tight like that so um like we ordered something and it never came in time but it said it was going to come the day before and one little thing it didn't come in time uh which was a color changing rose so we didn't do that but um it, i just fortunately had all the magic that we used <laughs> already yeah um but they came to me and they said you know what are options you have for seducing her and i had like making chocolates appear and I just happened to have this multiplying rose magic trick that I had sitting in my drawer for years, um, but I thought was cool. Yeah. So I showed them that and um, I just showed them videos of all the stuff I have because I mean, there's a difference between magicians repertoire, what we use every day, um, you know, like in my standard wedding show or family show or a corporate event or a virtual show. And then there's a difference of like all the crap I have in my storage that given <laughs> three days I could learn 
but it's not like something I know. It's just, I bought the thing. I haven't learned it. Right. So, um, like I'm not going to give away any magic secrets, but a lot of it is people buying stuff and then (laughs) how to use, how to use that stuff. You know, you have to buy the box to cut the woman in half and it's not, it's not a cheap box. Um, (laughs) so anyway, so I had them multiplying roses and ended up like having that. And we have a thing called a card fountain. This isn't really giving magic away. It just makes all the cards jump out in a spring um, at the end when we were kissing with the cards. So I just happen to have all those things. And um, they kind of were like, well, we want this feeling here. And I pitched like 20 different things I could do. And um, Chapel came over and I taught her some magic and taught her like a wand spin so that, you know, she could do some of the magic with me. So she was actually in my house, uh, like learning how to do this. And I was really impressed. She's like so quick like I'll teach people this all the time and they do not learn it and she and she learned it in five minutes she was doing it and uh it was it was very impressive and then the day of filming she had gotten like all the stuff down so it's wow. really cool. that sounds like a great experience all right so enough about chapel let's talk about you <laughs> who's amazing Damn. and I'll say also Hadley the producer was amazing and um it was a great great group of people to work with okay oh, so- yeah me either way it was fun to be involved with uh presenting what you can do and they appreciated it yeah 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 it was it was that's probably one of my favorite things I've ever done I loved her already I loved her music I grew up doing Rocky Horror Picture Show in high school the shadow cast so it's very much my aesthetic I love you know burlesque and pinup and magic and that Victorian anyway I loved it it was it was pretty much like I I strive to keep this um brand and aesthetic of, of myself and I often think like hmm, maybe like dressing vintage and like you know being kind of flirty I drop it at corporate events and family events but like that's kind of my Instagram and social media presence because it's part of who I am I grew up doing Rocky and I've always thought like hmm, maybe I should just like go full commercial and just not like be myself on social media anymore because mm-hmm. it's just you know a job and then when they found me and they were like you're exactly what we want and we get you and you are the thing we want to do. I was like, wow, like this is the type of work that I want that fits so perfectly with my brand. Um, and so it was just magical. It was really cool. Always be true to yourself, right? Well, unless the money's really good. And <laughs> <laughs> I'll do your corporate event and I will clean up my act. <laughs> That's true. That's true. I guess which is fun as well. I, I guess mean... for enough money, we would stop swearing on this thing. <laughs> Yeah, the thing is, we're all multifaceted beings. We can do art that is different parts of ourselves, right? right. But it was Absolutely. cool to have that part and actually get to uh, do that. Because I, you know, 90% of the way I make an income is doing very commercialized sure. family shows and corporate events. Um, and I don't get to do that, you know, type of thing. Sure. Well, tonight, hopefully you can be yourself and show us what you're all about. And with that being said... We'd like to just cheers you quick because we are drinking a painkiller. Oh, awesome. Which you are. (laughs) (laughs) Cheers. Cheers to you. Thank you for joining us before we get too far into it, which is a delightful drink. Yeah, we like that. Um, I actually, this is my Tiki mug collection. Big Tiki (laughs) fan. Nice. Um, Wow. So you must have been in heaven. I see that you were in Chicago at Three Dots and a Dash. Oh, perfect. Which... We love that bar and have been there many, many times. Me? I feel like that was a long time ago. You it was, gone. Yeah, it was a couple of years ago. 
we, we become yeah we, we become instagram stalkers after we book guests i mean so it's a good way to do research so <laughs> huh. well the last tiki bar i was actually at was uh beach bum berries latitude 29 in new orleans but i just posted mm. that to my story so i guess it's not as stalkable yeah. um well, so that so was... i recognize the name because we we frequent yeah. it quite a bit and i was just there less than a year ago yeah yeah we're up in two dots in a dash yes yeah. Ah. yeah we're up in wisconsin so when we get down to chicago we'll Make sure we pop in for one, so or two, or <laughs> tiki bar on steroids. Yeah, yeah. So let's go back to the beginning. How'd you get started in magic? What what drew started... you to magic? Yeah. So um, when I was a, it's, there's a couple different origin stories, but when I was a little girl, I always wanted to be a witch. Like I loved Kiki's Delivery Service. I don't know if you know that Miyazaki movie. No. No, no. dimples doesn't. Oh, so Miyazaki, my neighbor Totoro. You don't know any of those. Mm-mm. You would maybe recognize the characters. It's kind of like um, the Disney of Japan. Okay. And the reason I know about it is Spirited Away won an award oh. uh, years ago in America. Like, they was so good. It also was in our awards things. I was like seven. Anyway, it's about <laughs> a witch. Kiki's Delivery Service is about a witch. And I loved that show when I was five. Like, I loved it so much. And then growing up, I loved Sabrina the Teenage Witch. And... Um, like Hocus Pocus. And like when I was older, I loved Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Do you know that one? Oh, yeah. I'm just writing out all these very nerdy references. When I was young, I used to love Bewitched. Yeah, I mean, I I honestly, I hate to use the word problematic because that sounds overly like, like it's really not that big of a thing. But I will say I um, totally smoked weed the other day and tried to watch Bewitched because I thought it's a really good research for me. And it just like I watched like five episodes and it just like depressed me. I love the aesthetic, but I was like, why does she have to dim her light for him? Like she's like, I'm a witch. And he and he's like, okay, stop being yourself. And she's like, okay. And then she's like, oh, he's not working. Magic. And then he's like, I told you to stop being yourself. And she's like, oh, sorry. I'll be your wife again and I'll stop doing magic and being myself. It's like, that's the whole like five seasons or something. I don't know how many seasons. It and, is. Until he gets but, into trouble and then he ne- he needs her witchcraft to get her him out of the, every the, time. the bit. The, I, you know, the yeah, bind. I only watched like five episodes. <laughs> I watched Gilligan's Island though and they had a great magic episode. I was just watching oh. that recently where like a magician's trunk washed up on the beach and then like Ginger does magic and, oh. and they all do magic and like it was pretty cute. <laughs> So I, I love watching like episodes of things that magic's involved in. And I like mm-hmm. Bewitched. I should give it a second watch. Maybe when I'm not like stoned because I was totally like analyzing it. Yeah. Like more than I normally, which normally makes me enjoy older things that move at a slower pace with their cuts. Yeah. <laughs> so look for episodes with Paul Lynn on him. He's hilarious. I think he's, okay. like, an un- he's like an uncle. But he when he comes on, he brings up nastiness to it. And her mother's hilarious too. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. I know the mother. She's like, "Why are you with him?" He's right, right. She's trying to break him up. He wants you to not do magic. Yeah. It's it's like I feel like the modern version of Bewitched would be if like a man like married a woman who was like, "Well, I'm secretly a CEO," and he's like, "Oh, I don't want you to be a CEO." She's like, "Okay, I won't be." (laughs) Like, I'm sorry, my power intimidates you. I love you, so I will give up my power that is intimidating you. Yeah. Um, I mean, the the show was in the '60s. say she gave that up and that's her right too i don't want to be like it bothers me too because i'm on that end of the 
not to make this all about feminism, but I often get flack from other female magicians or other, you know, women that are like, well, you dress doing like that sexy video, right? Or like wearing a leotard without pants, that's ruining it for us. So it's like, it's my choice to do whatever I want. If I want to dress in a skirt, I should be able to. If Samantha Stevens wants to give up her powers because she loves Darren, <laughs> I am not going to tell her she's doing feminism wrong, right? Like that's part of being a woman. Is That's true. Pick your path. But she seems to like really not enjoy it because every second he looks away, she's doing magic. So that's the, that's, that's where that. Sure. sure. I, I get it, but it, <laughs> um, it would, anyway. I'm curious because I'm curious because you've, you, you talked about this, your feeling on being referred to as a female magician all the time. Oh, um, I know that there are some people that are like, uh, mostly women that are like, oh, don't, don't put that you know, don't say that because it should just be magician. Right. And I'm like, yeah, okay. I mean, there's actor and actress and no one gets mad about that. Um, oh, some I, do, some I do. Think... Some say, no, oh. they're all actors. They're all actors. Yeah. I You're know. not going to please everyone. You know that. So <laughs> yeah, you can't please anyone. I uh, do a lot of SEO, big fan of SEO. So I put female magician all over my website and I don't care what you call me as long as you pay me to do your event. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, sure. I, I don't know why females, you know, may, I have a friend that is a uh, non-binary and genderqueer and they have on their website, LGBTQ magician. Sure. And some people are looking to book that, yeah. you know, it's like, so that's where I come from at it is I've gotten booked for a lot of things I never would have gotten booked for if I didn't have that on my website. Like um, I'm, I'm pretty sure the Chapel Row music video, they weren't looking for a man. She's a clear icon yeah, that's you know, true. for a woman. Um, and uh, like I did Lockheed Martin's women uh, in, like summit. Um, yeah. And they're like a, I think, a, I don't know what the exact word is like a 100 or blue chip company, like not fortune 500, like a step fancier than that. Yeah. And they're a big mm-hmm. deal. And I never, ever would have done that if I didn't have female magician on my website and virtual magician or virtual female magician, you know, female yeah. magician that does virtual events. It's all keyword stuffing and SEO. And yeah. so I don't care as long as I can use it to, you know, right. do well. Yeah, yeah. Propel yourself. I'd be, yeah, be right. proud of it. And right. I, yeah, that, I'm okay with it. So, so did you, <laughs> uh, matters. was there, was there female magicians when you were, when you were growing up that you we're drawn to where I am because you don't hear a lot about female music. No. I'm going to say musicians over and over again, female magicians. Um, you know, it's a pretty male dominated world, especially kind of at the top. So were there female magicians that you looked up to growing up? Uh, no. Um, <laughs> my idea of magic was, uh, witches, which were so cool. And I wanted to be a witch so bad. And in yeah. middle school, I read, all interview with a vampire and I wanted to be a vampire witch and I was Wiccan just to upset my very Catholic mom. Um, so that was my, <laughs> that was my like magical path as a, in middle school. I was like, yeah, I'm a vampire witch. I love, I love this reading my books. I uh, dyed one of my hair streaks red, you know, I was like 11. Um, and then uh, like I knew of David Copperfield and Chris Angel and all that, but I, I did not think of that as cool. And I know that's awful to say when I get interviewed for magician podcasts, I say the same thing. I'm like, it is so amazing. It's totally an art form. I'm inspired by it. I am, I feel that way now, but when I was younger, I always just thought of arrested development and Job, Oh yeah, that, you know? <laughs> yeah. And so that's like, like, 
you know, what is it? Tricks are what whores do for money, Michael. I'm an illusionist <laughs> or, you know, what, or whatever. Like, I just thought of uh, like nerds, and which is terrible to say. And I, I do not feel that way now at all. I, sure. I respect it as an art form. It's really hard to do. Um, but so I never like, I also didn't, it's so, it sounds so dumb because like saying like, I didn't see a woman doing it. So I didn't think I could is like, well, I mean, you know, that's, that's a very low hanging, a very common thing people say, but yeah. I, here's how I think about it. Again, I'm such a Joss Whedon nerd, like a Buffy nerd, but have you seen Firefly? Yes. Years and then ago. there's Buffy and I've seen both of them and I love both of them, but no matter how equally good the writing is me when I'm 10, I loved Buffy because I, I saw me in her. She's wearing a skirt. She's kicking ass. She's lipstick on. She's like a sassy thing she says. And then she like flips her hair. Like I, you know, it's representation and, and, and it, it does matter, I think. And I know that's like such a buzz phrase to say, but um, I think it really does. Especially when you're like a little kid. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So I didn't think women could be magicians. It's not could. I feel like we could do anything we want, but I didn't think that they were, or maybe like, yeah, I just, I don't know. I, I didn't see it as a, an option. And um, then I was a princess at children's parties oh. and I got shown a couple really cheesy tricks. I wasn't told really how to do them, just the secret. So like there's a beginning, a middle and an end to a trick. Like mm-hmm. you don't just go like, oh, here, like, here's the false bottom. Um, <laughs> right. What? And what? that's what they did. So they should, there's no, shh, I'm not going to give away magic secrets. Um, we're like, here's the magnet, you know, uh, whatever it is. So they showed me some tricks, the secrets, didn't tell me how to do them, didn't tell me how to perform them. And then just like threw me dressed as Cinderella into kids parties. And I had to sink or swim. And I feel so bad for those kids. I like ruined their birthdays. The shows were terrible. I mean, I didn't ruin their birthdays, but like looking back, I'm like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. (laughs) They still had a princess at the party, right? right? That's true. That's true. So it's not good. And, but I got better, right? Because when you don't have any other option, that's what you do. And it was my job at the time. So um, that's how I started. And then I just got my own princess costumes and my own supplies and started doing magical princess parties on my own. And then eventually, I don't know, like seven years ago, I sold all my princess costumes and just started doing magic um, full time as myself. So mm-hmm. and look where you are today. That's the way to do it. Yeah. And I, I honestly, I love musicals and I love Disney so much. Sure. Um, and I still do as an adult. I'm a huge th- musical theater nerd. But... I will say, I think like seeing something more attainable, not attainable, like the girl next door, like I, you know, could be you when you grow up doing magic is a little different than like, I'm princess Anna and I'm doing magic. So I think in a way I'm slightly more inspiring to little girls because they can relate more to me than a magical princess. That's not real. Yeah. I I have a, I have a young daughter and this is the first episode that she said to me, I told her we were, we were talking to a magician and she said, can you tell her not to swear or anything? Cause I want to watch this one. <laughs> so I'm like, that's awesome. So she's very interested in watching this one. We can still swear. I'll she, she's heard them all. So <laughs> I was going to say she's been around me. She, she's, she's heard them. She's heard them. <laughs> um, well, How old is she? she's eight. Oh, yeah. So she's 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 excited to watch this one. So I'm excited. 
Well, I mean, yeah. as a kid, I think every, I don't know, I wanted to be a magic, magician at one time. I just sucked, so I gave it up. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's a lot of things. But I think most kids at one time see it, amazed by it. I want to do it. Right. And then don't carry on. So at least you got to carry on. Yeah. Well, you know, I never saw a magician as a child. Oh. Ever once. Okay. Um, I didn't go to many birthday. I mean, this is going to get into therapy time, but like, yeah, my mom wouldn't really let me play with other kids. She was working full time, you know, a single mom. So she didn't want to drive me to things. So I never went to stuff. Like I didn't mm. have friends that I could hang out with outside of school till she gave me the Portland bus pass for the month. And I could go myself, you know, yeah. and then she's just like, bye. And so I think <laughs> it was like maybe 13, I got a bus pass. And I could go do my own thing. And that's when I was able to go to friends, parties and things. But that's, uh, you know, I never really saw a magician. I never had a magician as a kid. So I really, I think it's my only experience was like seeing a commercial for a special by David Copperfield or something and Arrested Development, which I probably watched at like 15. Sure. Uh, and that's it. I didn't ever see one. Um, yeah. So when you were failing, I just meant, the first time as a princess here, go do it. Um, we discouraged or you're like, no, I'm going to, I'm going to nail this. I'm going to get oh, this I hated, the, I hated the magic part. It was my least favorite part. <laughs> I love the face painting. Cause I could just zone out, listen to frozen. I love musicals. I was like, I'll listen to Adina Menzel sing and just paint on this kid's cheek. I could just do like 20 kids faces. And I just am in my zone painting. Mm. It's great. It's like getting paid to paint and yeah. listen to music you like. So I love that. I was good at balloon twisting, but I always dreaded the 30 minute magic show. I hated it. I hated it. Wow. And um, I just slowly got better. It was painful. I had to research a lot of magic tricks and um, try to put a princess spin on them. So it wasn't just like, here's cards. Uh, <laughs> sure. And yeah, it was painful. Um, the thing that really made me realize magic could be like my career and do it more seriously is when I went to the Magic Castle, uh, which is an institution in Los Angeles. It's an amazing place. Um, do you guys know what that is? I don't you're in Wisconsin, so maybe you don't. Yeah, no, no. Okay. We've definitely never been there, but I think it was uh, on the, the show Love. Yeah. On Netflix. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay, with the nerdy guy and the girl. I can't think of her name. The girl Jillian. from the community. I don't know her name. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I okay. They went I, to it. He he was into magic. Yeah, I've never seen that show, but I saw that clip where they went to the castle, and it's also yeah. an arrested development. They make fun of it. They call it the. <laughs> I won't say it because we're they're gonna have an eight year old watch this show later. But yeah, um, they make fun of it. If you remember that castle and that yeah. in arrested development, that's what it is. Basically. Okay. But like that's making fun of it, you know. That's not really it, um, but it's kind of it. But it's also kind of. I don't know who's watching this podcast. Maybe magicians are watching it. Looking bad, I said that. It's not. <laughs> it's a show. It's a TV show. It's a parody. We're here to start uh, beef with you and the other magicians. That's our main goal. Yeah. We want. We want. To, we want to see a magician fight. <laughs> with magic. Oh, anyway. Um, <laughs> what was I going to say? A castle. Sorry. Oh, yeah. So I saw all these amazing performers that did magic and like had characters and had the magic support their character. And it wasn't just like an old guy doing a string of tricks without any like plot or narrative arc or 
anything. It was like, like there was an old vintage magician that was a woman, not, and she's not old. Her name's Carissa Hendricks. She's in her early thirties. Um, but she did amazing like magic that was all character supported. Like she, she had a transatlantic accent and had like a cocktail glass, you know, all of the things in her show and the props and the magic she did made sense in the world she'd created. And it's, it's so funny, but I'd never seen that before in magic, you know, yes. ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was just doing a string of bad tricks for kids. Um, and I, I saw this amazing magician like Zabraki, who is kind of like a out of the Adams family or Munster's world. And he's kind of peculiar. And all of the magic he does is like odd magic oddities. And he's really funny. Uh, and so I saw these magicians making it an art form. And I was like, oh, I didn't know you could do that with magic. Mm. Until I went to the magic castle and saw like the world's best people. And so uh, I just started focusing it on on it even more as an art and that's around when i just gave my princess costumes up and out and threw them not threw them away i sold them and i thought i'm gonna go into doing this full time before that i was doing stand up and taking all these improv classes at like second city you're probably oh, familiar with yeah city. absolutely uh, wow. and they, we, we used to have an la one before covid and it shut down during oh. uh, i think two, 2021 but um I took all the classes there up to advanced and I would do groundlings and um, UCB. Those are also big improv mm-hmm. things. Sure. Clowning. Okay. So I did all this and I did stand up. I learned about joke structure and I would go to open mics and I would do dancing. And I did all these different odd random things that you couldn't really make money to do, but were like artistically satisfying and fun. And mm-hmm. I had all these skills and I thought like, what the hell am I going to do with these things? Um, and magic is like a vehicle that I can put all of those things into. I use improv every day as a magician. I use joke structure and joke writing. And, um, so it just really became like a lens and a vehicle to put my other things through. And, uh, yeah, I haven't looked back. Like, I feel like it just was like, it clicked. Uh, magic was my thing. And, and we're looking, looking you up, stalking you, um, (laughs) Yeah, it was kind of you were involved in everything, juggling and stilt walking and everything you you could think of for magic or whatever. Um, you did it and you did it well. So, I mean, that that's a heck of a journey learning all those skills. Um, was it you nailed one and said, I need to learn something new or why did you expand so much? Uh, well, it's hard to make money as a performer full time. And so uh, that's why I learned all those things. Stilt walking at a concert at night. Um, is not going to be at the same time that a kid's party is, which isn't going to be at the same time that a corporate event is where I have to swing dance with a dance troupe. So I just was doing every single private event thing uh, when I was in the Bay Area um, that you could, before I went to the Magic Castle, that you could like possibly do to make money. And um, so that's just kind of it. I was just doing it as a job, but still walking was great because it was, it paid better because it was a skill. And I learned that over time because I was first a cigarette girl and doing, you know, I'd be like a flapper and the Gatsby movie had just come out right okay. around when I was 19. This is like, you know, nine, 10 years ago. And so I was doing all these like acting private event things. Um, and that went with the princess thing. So I was like being characters and, uh, and you, had, you were a princess, a princess huh? with you were a princess selling cigarettes. No, those are two different things. <laughs> um, I was a cigarette girl at Gatsby <laughs> parties. Okay. Um, I'm just joking. And, no, 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 you're good. I uh, I just, I do get that a lot though from like really old, like conservative magicians. They're like, so you do burlesque at children's parties? We'll do it. And I'm like, 
No. Do you, do you have sex with your wife at children's parties <laughs> or do you do magic? Like, do you do different things in different appropriate places for those things? <laughs> oh, you do. Why do you assume I don't like have different <laughs> things I do in different settings? Anyway, I'm just, thank you for the free therapy. Sorry. So, uh, so I'm like, you're welcome. I just, I'm like, no, I don't sell funny. cigarettes to kids. I, anyway. <laughs> The thing is, too, when you're doing cigarette whatever for like the Twitter holiday party, it's not really cigarettes; it's like candy ones because it's corporate. And like, yeah. but anyway. no, fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, <laughs> I was doing all that, and so, and I just was like, "Oh, I see the stilt walkers getting paid twice as much. I should stilt walk." Wow. And then um, juggling, I will say, is just a labor of love. I love it, but I have gotten paid to like juggle knives on stilts and juggle juggling clubs on stilts at like a bar mitzvah and I didn't drop them I did wow. not hurt anyone. um but that was like the peak of my juggling and stilt walking and I I think I was like yeah you can hire me to still walk and you can hire me to for an upcharge um juggle or balloon twist while I'm on stilts wow. but the thing is stilt walking is really dangerous and it does not pay as well as magic I'm, I'm very financially driven if you couldn't tell but uh so I I just stopped doing it because I've heard so many horror stories about people getting like their legs broken. The thing about stilts is you can be the best stilt walker in the world. But if someone like if you're here and someone goes from you at the side sure. of you, like you can train to fall back and forward safely um, with your weight, which I never really got very good at. Like, so I was <laughs> so you just fall. didn't fall. <laughs> yeah, I never fell. I never fell once. But if I was, I would have maybe not done well. But then I heard a story about someone who'd been stilt walking like 20 years really good. They could fall forward or backward, get up, get on the stilts from the ground, great core strength. But if someone comes from you from the side, it, mm. d- it doesn't matter. You're screwed. Yeah, true. So it, it doesn't matter. So you're broke. Your legs are broken or something's broken. Your hip's broken. And if, you're, and if you have knives in your hand, then. Oh, you get, yeah. You get stabbed. So, yeah. Yeah. Being on stilts around like, kids seems like the scariest thing in the world. <laughs> yeah. Well, drunk people at concerts, <laughs> like. I had all these really fun lines though I'll never get to say again like I'd be like I heard like I had a flapper character on stilts and I'd be like I heard that men like a woman with long legs you know or uh, (laughs) I was at this concert and their cops were there and I got a good photo with the cops and I was like wow I can't believe I'm this high in front of the cops (laughs) and so like I had like it it was fun I'll never get to use those lines as a magician but since 2020 um I just haven't I sold my uh stilts and i put them away because i was like the safety is not worth the pay like that just does not like are you still you still juggling though i do for fun because i just love it it's fun so Um, i could never juggle what what what's a good tip oh for starters there's really good youtube videos you can watch about juggling that's a lot of what i learned there's also something called jugglepedia uh that i found because i taught myself uh I taught myself in 30 days how to juggle clubs. It took, I knew how to juggle balls before then. Um, Can't even do that. No. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> I mean, other than, never mind. Eight, eight year old, eight year old. Never other, mind. Yeah. other than your own. Yeah. No, That's it's fine. No, um, you won't get the joke. <laughs> so, yeah. And uh, I would say Jugglepedia is great. I just looked up on YouTube, like, how to juggle. And people, have really good advice. So I would say that's the best advice. Uh, what I do when I'm juggling pins is I try to, or, or balls, anything like that. Um, I, I make a like triangle shape. So I'm throwing the ball. I'll do it with this, um, 
fake marshmallow. This is a magic thing I was doing. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so I will I will take this and I will try to make like the I don't know if it's called the apex, the like tallest point of the of the circle to be this. And I'm throwing it across my body. A lot of people that start juggling will throw this way away from their body, and then they end up like on their tiptoes following. You might see that when you do it. So the best thing to do when you're learning to mm -hmm. juggle balls is just go back to step one. Don't try to do two. Don't try to do three. Practice one this way, not this yeah. way, and do it, I would say, 100 times a day for like three days when you can basically do it and you have no issues. Then you get a second one and you try to do this. This blew my mind. This just phrase, throw, throw, catch, catch, throw, throw, catch, catch, throw, okay. throw, catch, catch throw, throw, catch, catch. And you try to even it out and have them do the same thing, but with two. And the timing is throw, throw, catch, catch. And that's really important because when you move to three, the, the number one mistake people make when they're going from two to three is they will hold on to that third one and not throw it. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah, right? Sure. And yeah, you're, you're like, scared. ah, crap. And you're like, ah, crap. So <laughs> just remembering to, or to do that second throw. So, and you always want to throw um, the one that has two in it first. You go throw, throw, catch, catch, and then you catch the other one. Oh. So then you can kind of get it going. Ha! I don't know if okay. So throw, throw. Catch, catch. But you want to really start slow. Go from one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right with one. I know it doesn't seem fun. And then go to two and then go to three. And honestly, that's a lot of what magic is, is just doing the same thing over and over and over and over again. Is it considered juggling if you only have two? I don't think so, but <laughs> um, it would be considering practicing juggling. There you go. So I have, a, I have it'd be, a it'd be considering an embarrassing juggler. <laughs> I have a homework assignment. Sorry to, sorry to interrupt this episode for this but i have a homework assignment for our 150th episode i want you to juggle all right back to the interview <laughs> you got like 15 episodes to figure that out is that that's enough time that's 15 weeks? i believe in you i think you can do it yeah yeah all right well after a great lesson maybe so where which i already had <laughs> where do you come up with ideas for the tricks hmm. Well, I think coming up with ideas is like any creative artistic pursuit. It's like, what came first? Did I see something and I got this idea? Did I see something and write it down? And then four years later, saw something else. And I was like, wait, these things could go together. You know, was I in the shower? It's, it's, I, I, I can it to, I can't, I don't know if that's the word. I liken it. I compare it to like writing a joke, sure. you know? Um, and you think like, oh, that just like brings me joy. I don't know if it's going anywhere. I'm going to write it down. Mm -hmm. And so like recently I'm working on a trick about how people look like their dogs. Here, I might actually have an example of these cards. You know how sometimes people look like their dogs? Yeah, sure. I just love that. And I think it's the most fabulous, dumb thing ever. And it's, it's like everywhere. And everyone loves dogs. You know, it's not like a polarizing viewpoint. <laughs> right, right. right. You're, you're, you're pretty safe <laughs> with that one. So um, I I thought that, and then I saw this matching card trick, and then I started looking at pictures of people looking like their dogs. And I have a whole, and then I made these cards um, with these pictures. So um, I didn't take the pictures; they're from a matching card game. Uh, but it's not cards; like they're like hard pieces. It's like a, like a board game thing. Anyway, 
So I just have uh, like a card trick about matching, but it's funny. Cause I think I wrote down the <laughs> thing about people looking like their dogs. Um, like, I don't know, years ago, literally years ago. And I just didn't have, I didn't have a place for that idea to go, but I just <laughs> knew I wanted to do something with it someday. And then I saw that trick and I was like, wow, oh, this is my favorite because dog spelled backwards is God. <laughs> so I, I like to use that as an example. Cause it's like, it's a trick that I kind of, I've made the premise and the props, but I I've used like seven different effects like I can have a trick where diff- like people pick five cards and they match the other five cards of the dogs or just one or like with magic, there's a lot of different pathways to get to the same thing mm. oh, um, okay. or a version of that thing. So I've made, I have small versions of these. I have gimmicked versions of gimmicks when it's like a little different than what you think it is. It's a secret magic thing. I'm not going to ruin magic, but I mean, you know, everyone knows what a gimmick is, I think. Um, Believe me, you could explain the trick detail for detail for detail, and I still would have no idea how well, it works. So. <laughs> That's what you want. No, um, so reverse reverse kind psychology. Kind of, yeah. So that's something I'm proud of. I just think it's really funny. And then, so, but sometimes I'll just be like at a magic convention in the dealer's hall um, or like, you know, the trade show kind of area, and I'll see someone doing a cool trick they're selling. And I'm like, that's awesome. And then I buy it because I think, well, I have a story I could put on that trick that already exists. Um, And so a lot of magicians, we think about like what came first, the trick or the premise or the trick or the story. Um, And some people are just cover bands. Um, Like they just, you know, take someone else's trick. They buy it so they can perform it, which is so weird that our art art form has that because you can't like buy, you know, uh, Dave Chappelle or Amy Schumer's jokes you that would be stealing but in magic you can buy someone's trick buy their whole script and just completely regurgitate it and and it's legal and they're happy you bought their thing so it's really weird um there's a lot of people that are just like try to copy Chris Angel or copy David Copperfield and do like a trick exactly how they do it um but I try to always even if it's not a trick that I invented when I buy it like put my own spin or my own creative thing on it um so it's like what came first I don't know I have so many things I bought that I'm like I'm gonna do something with it and then I it just sits in my closet till Chapel Roan says we need you to make some roses appear to seduce the lady and then I have it and then it was meant to be so right and you're prepared yes Mm -hmm. before I go any further I do want to mention because we we're in Wisconsin we're, we're real close to Appleton oh where Houdini grew up yeah don't know if he was an influence. Obviously, not as a childhood. <laughs> In during your childhood, we've learned that. But later on, obviously, his name came up. But yeah, so he is. Um, we got a museum and plazas named after him uh, right here in Apple, Appleton. That's where we are. Oh, what's your favorite things about Houdini? Your favorite tricks he did or fun facts? It was like the water stuff. Yeah. That when he didn't, didn't he do down, like a safe in a water, like the safe in the water or something like that. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I don't yeah. exactly know. I think he did like a lot, but getting inside of a lot of things and then going in water. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then, yes. And then in water. <laughs> right. Yeah. And then in water. Yeah. Like it wasn't bad enough first. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Which I saw you do a straight jacket. You ever think about doing it in water? Uh, Maybe. I do. Again, a lot of my magic is corporate and 
kids parties and private events and like um I just feel like it would be hard to sell people when they have an event at a venue like take all of the people and go we're gonna go to the river um I one thing I really admire about Houdini that made his legacy just go on beyond him is he was like the best his I think it was his brother was like his PR person and he had like the best PR because there was you know hundreds of escape artists at the time there were even female escape artists but they didn't have as good of PR and like he died on Halloween and then people did Ouija boards and like raised his ghost and his family like kept his name around a lot longer than he did. But I will say to get back to the water thing, um, what he was good about is that was like a really good PR stunt, you know, because he would do these things. He'd go to a jail and he'd give keys, you know, and to the, what is it? The police jail guy. I don't know. It's (laughs) like for me, I just had a very full day. Um, So (laughs) it's kind of, it's uh, a good thing. You don't know what they're called because, his police jail person. You haven't yeah. been there. <laughs> um, the sheriff. I don't know. The, the warden. Say like, I'm going to go to jail. Lock me up. Um, and I, I'm going to try and get out. And like, if he could get out, then that was amazing PR. Like, and David Blaine is, I think, a similar in our generation version of that, doing all these yeah. extreme things. It's a really great PR stunt yeah. um, and really impressive. And I wouldn't even say stunt, like everything David Blaine does is real. I watched his TED talk and he's like, I really held my breath. I had to practice for like six years. I did it. I almost died. Like, um, and I believe that that's not right. fake. Um, I will say one cool thing. One of my favorite stories about Houdini is um, his wife, Betsy, Bessie. I'm sorry if I got that wrong. Uh, She would go to everything with him. Right. And if he was like, I'm going to maybe die. Like, I want to say goodbye to my wife. He would like kiss her before he would do the escape and hug, you know, just in case it was last time he'd see her. And very one great emotionally intense moment. Like he was doing, he was, he was creating a great story there, but, and it was true. He loved her, but also when they kissed, she would often pass him a key. The key. Yeah. Your mouth. So I thought I do that remember that in cool. a movie I saw because now you say that. Yeah. So I was like, Oh, like that's so sweet. Um, so I just, I find Houdini fascinating, I, I, but I think most of his success is just because he had people like telling his story after he died. He had great PR. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Just, just like social media now, right? Sure. So, yeah, that's what it was. I, one of my other favorite stories, and I heard this from a woman named Connie Boyd, who really researches um, historical female figures in magic, is there was a woman, um, Mistress of Magic, I think was her name. Uh, I uh, No, oh gosh, I want to look it up, but I probably don't have time. Anyway, she would do, uh, she would do escapes. Mm-hmm. And I used to know her name. Gosh, darn it. Let me see if I can find it while you talk. Uh, and she would a mm, uh, female escape artist twenties, I think. What was her name? If I want to give her props, because because you don't hear it. She obviously Minerva. Didn't have, it was has, Minerva. Oh, okay. I heard that. Yeah, yeah. As good a PR. Yeah. Yeah. Well. She was awesome at PR at the time, but you oh. know, maybe she had like a brother that kept her like ghost coming back every Halloween. I don't know. I'm not trying to throw shade at Houdini. He's great. Uh, but Minerva. <laughs> be, be was careful, he haunts you. 
but she was a contemporary of Houdini's time. And um, I learned this in Connie's lecture, but a lot of people don't know that, but there was a lot of escape artists then. And she would be, so he did like the water barrel escape, I think, and she, or the milk can escape. He would do one of those and she would do the other one. I can't, I don't remember which one he did, but if he did the water barrel, she did the milk can. And if he did the milk can, she did the water barrel. Anyway, she would do it in like a white nightgown. Okay. I see like, where you're going here. So I think it's pretty good PR. And um, <laughs> white nightgown and, and water in the 20s. <laughs> and she would escape faster. And if he did things, she would do them like blindfolded and handcuffed. Like she was one upping him. And they were, and this was what I saw in this lecture. Um, they were such like neck and neck, you know, she was gaining popularity. He actually hired women that weren't magicians, taught them aspects of her act and sent them to do tours so that she wouldn't be as special. Like, you know what I mean? Oh, flood, flood, flood the market kind of. Yeah. Flood the market. Like pff, there's so many female escape artists, but I'm Houdini. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I've tried to look that up on the internet and I haven't had a ton of luck finding like where she got that information, but she really does research like every female magician. She'll ask stories. She has transcripts. She has letters from like these people. So um, definitely also just check out Connie Boyd because she does this amazing YouTube channel called Women in Magic or something okay. like that. And, yeah. Anyway, it's great. But I thought that was interesting. And yeah. for Minerva. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. How much how much time do you spend practicing magic? <sighs> Depends. Usually I try to do at least 30 minutes a day, but sometimes okay. it's six hours. And I'm pretty um, ADHD, I think. So I'll have a really hard time focusing, but then I'll just like snap into this zone where I'm like, I, I do it for four hours straight if I have nothing going on because I'm like perfecting something, um, which is great. And I love getting in that zone. Usually happens when I'm listening to music and practicing since it's kind of like dancing, you know? What's your favorite uh, music to listen to while you practice? I just, I have a lot of playlists on Spotify and um, I have my favorites playlist which is where I just throw everything that gotcha. I like and then I sort it. Um, I don't know, like everything. My favorite types of music is like jazz, not like instrumental jazz, more like Ella Fitzgerald or Cole Porter or Peggy sure. Lee, um, stuff like that. And then I also love um, musical theater. I love musicals. Yeah, nice. What's what your you? favorite kind of music? The Beard? Uh, Dave Matthews Band. <laughs> We're we're giant Dave Matthews band nerds, so we've we've traveled the country, we've seen fifty plus shows, so that's that's our yeah, that's our wow, that's our that's, that's our, our jam, <laughs> yeah, that's our nerd, yeah. So, so like, I mean, they're they're pretty prolific, like, yeah, with the song. Oh God! Oh, you can't. That's an impossible question. We actually <laughs> did it. We actually did a podcast of our top ten list of Dave Matthews songs, and yeah, that, even that was hard to come up with a top ten list. Right. So yeah. <laughs> and it changes every day, but <laughs> yeah. yeah, they kind of change by mood, you know. But I have to tell you though, this just—it's been hitting my head as you've been talking about music theater and comedy, and, and you're in LA. Have you ever heard of the comedian Chase O'Donnell? Mm-mm. You've got to look her up. Oh. She's hilarious, and she she does Instagram reels where she does (laughs) if musicals were real. Oh, I follow that woman. Yes, she's awesome. Yeah, we've had her on a couple times. She's fantastic. 
You've had her on? Yeah, a yeah. couple times. Oh, Twice very now. cool. Yeah, I follow her. I like, yeah, I totally know exactly who you're talking about. Yeah, I just yeah. didn't know her name, but I yeah. follow her. Yeah, I figured that'd be right up your alley. So. It is because those are so they they don't get old, right? Right. Every right. time she does a new one, it, they don't get old. Yeah. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah. I know you have a heart out, and I don't. We don't want to keep you past what you got. Um, I'm wondering if I, can you do a little magic for us before we wrap up? Okay. All right. So here we go, a little magic. <laughs> okay. Well, I actually had a dream last night that we were all here together on this podcast video thingy on youtube and i had each of you help me pick a card so the beard i want you to uh pick a suit like hearts clubs spades diamonds okay what is it what'd you pick oh i'm supposed to tell you yeah okay diamonds diamonds i mean so best friend doesn't matter this deck of cards is here so diamonds great my favorite type of suit is a three-piece suit but diamonds is great uh and (laughs) Uh, Dimples, what's your favorite uh, number? Or it can be a face card. I'm not trying to force anything. Like seven. Okay, seven. Um, Do you guys want to stick with that? A seven of diamonds that you chose together. There's no way you would have known I was going to ask for that. Do you want to change anything? It's totally up to you. No, I'm good. I'm good. Great. I like it when men know what they want. Perfect. Yes. Um, Very rare. Not often. in my dream, I dreamed of of that, actually. I'm saying I like it so much. I dreamed about it. And what I did is I took the card that you thought of when I woke up this morning and I put it in this deck facing the opposite direction of all the other cards in preparation for this moment hmm. when I could prove to you that I can tell the future. So if I really can tell the future, that would mean that your card is facing the opposite direction in this deck. Do you uh-uh. want to- No way. No want to see? Yes. Okay, you gotta tell me. But first, and I do this in virtual all the time. Uh, I say, okay, you have to scream when you see a card facing the opposite direction. Okay. Yep. <laughs> got it. It's, got it. Here. Nope. Back up. Here. Over here. Is it right. over here? Nope. nope. Too far. No, it's in that. No, I'm just. Right I'm just so screwed with you. <laughs> it's this one. It's, it's that one. Well. It's this one. What do you say? Seven of Seven diamonds. diamonds. Yes, you, you did. Fucking kidding me. <laughs> <laughs> That's ridiculous. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Uh, sometimes I do this for kids' shows. So it says, clean your socks. <laughs> I think it should say, clean your mouth. Yeah. Sorry. Usually, yeah. Hey, when swear words are warranted, I'm going to use them. And that was fucking ridiculous. So, (laughs) come on. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. How does that even happen? I I love doing card tricks because it's just, it's so good. Um, And I love doing really visual tricks too. A lot of when I do like virtual magic, I'll basically like switch between really interactive tricks where someone's like thinking of something and being a part of it and influencing the magic and really visual tricks like this. If I slow that way down, like, will I be like, (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, it'll it'll truly ruin the magic for you. Okay, then I'm so not like gonna. if you want if you want to have magic ruined, um then don't yeah, ruin do it for it. me. I don't. I don't. I, that's what I'm saying. No, I don't. Don't ruin my youth. <laughs> um well I you know do it now. I, I don't like giving away secrets, but I also find when I do shows for children, it's empowering to like be like, hey, you could do this. It's just skill and right. learning stuff. Like right. Um is the meant the reading minds, which obviously you just did. Oh, that was just pure magic. Like I can just tell the future. That was just magic. Okay. Well, yeah. yeah. 
Okay. Yeah, don't 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 ask questions. It's magic. Yeah, and Santa Claus is real, and all that, all that stuff's real. All of it. Perfect. So perfect. Well, thank That's you. Year olds are watching. Yeah. Hey, well, yeah, the, the kids are. So even after all these years, I'm still fabulous it. Uh, things like that. So I think that's why magic sticks, sticks around because it's it is fun to just watch and yeah, it's it's entertaining for every age. That's what I love about yeah. it. It's it's the it's yeah, it's the art form that you can truly get. You know, the family can get together and watch it. One one other question before we let you go: What is harder to do, the tricks or write the the script? Like oh, you know, learning the tricks because yeah. I I. I love all the aspects of it, but uh, like it's more natural to me to just think of something funny and write it down. And then it is to sit down and do something over and over again. Like it's, I, I want to text while I watch TV. I have such a short attention span. So that's like my biggest thing is overcoming my own attention span to do magic. Uh, Whereas just thinking of a funny, like, 69 joke i'm like ham that's funny i'll write it down <laughs> one of my favorite jokes is i'll say like um pick a number or i'll say like hold up hold up your favorite finger it, i do it in different scenarios and i'll say um <laughs> make sure it's family friendly oh. make sure it's family friendly i have to say that because if i don't 69 percent of the time it's not <laughs> and, and i love that and i can do it at like corporate events most of the time and people love it i read the room and see if it's appropriate but yeah. that's one of those things that like if people get it they get it and they're like oh and if they don't it's totally appropriate it's a numbers joke right, it's a right. Joke. that's yeah. it that's all it is exactly. so um like that i think just came to me and i was like oh write that down that's funny that makes me laugh maybe it'll make other people laugh and uh whereas like sitting down and doing something and practicing is like kind of painful but i do it i do it you do it very well I'm very well yes absolutely I'm, I'm i'm uh extremely grateful you came on and did this i i, I hope we can do it again because i would love for you to do some more magic for us at some point and and we didn't even touch a lot half, of things half the bases with you so hopefully oh yeah i talk a lot <laughs> no that's great that's what we want nobody wants to listen to us believe me so no, it was perfect <laughs> you did perfect and but yeah, yeah i'm sure there's a lot more there to talk about yeah we appreciate it so thank you very much yeah, and if your listeners uh, want a virtual magician, I might not be in Wisconsin, but I do do virtual shows, so you can see me do magic anywhere. Just yeah. you know, convince your company to that you need a virtual magician. And where can they find you? Uh, MagicalKatrina.com, and on social media, I'm MagicalKatrina. Uh, so go check that out. Perfect. And she's very magical. Thank you very much. Thank you so much for joining us. This was a lot of fun. All right. Have a good night. Thank you. Good night. Thank you for listening. The tavern is closed for now, but we'd love to have you back for more fun next time. Seriously, though, get your asses out of here.
Ever thought about starting your own podcast? Do you have a business or a message you want to share with the world? Well, now it's easier than ever with Electricast. Hi, I'm Mark Netter. And I'm Peter Rafelson. We're the founders of Electricast Media. Whether you want to start a new podcast or already have one, join Electricast to grow your audience, monetize your content, and build your community. With our simple sign-up, you get free promotion, world-class analytics, premium ads, and personal support. Go to Electricast.com and join our community today. Electricast. Transform your influence. Electricast. Hi, I'm Lessa Cadet, host of her Extraordinary Life by Design podcast, where we celebrate women who are shaping their lives one extraordinary day at a time. I speak with women from all over the world about what they do and how they are passionately pursuing their dreams and creating meaningful impacts on their communities. So come join us and learn about all there is to learn about these extraordinary women. Electric Acid.